0: Hi there, and welcome to the Women on Amazon podcast. My name is Regina Peterbergski, and I am your host. As an Amazon FBA seller and coach, I'm in the trenches daily, supporting my family by building Amazon brands. Here, you'll be hearing the journeys of some amazing women who have changed their lives through Amazon and e-commerce, as well as strategies and tips on how you too can create a better future for yourself and your loved ones. So today I present you with uh, episode two of our little mini European expansion uh, series. So if you haven't already, have a listen to last week's episode with uh, Melanie from Avask Accounting. Amazon uh, uh, Global is very much looking to support sellers in their European expansion. So now is a great time if you feel your business is ready to expand to Europe. So get in touch with the team at Avask to do that. And today I have a chat with Jana from YLT Translation. And she and her team are experts in Amazon translation uh, services. So particularly for if you're looking to check, make sure your keywords are right um, and your listings are appropriate to the country in which you're selling. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that Jana and I had uh, at the Empowery Women's Conference, uh, goodness, just a little bit over a week ago. So uh, what else is happening in the world? The coronavirus uh, seems to be spreading. Um, people are going out of their minds buying toilet paper. I'm still not quite sure why. I know if I was um, quarantined in my house, I'd be wanting more chocolate than toilet paper. But there we go, each to their own. Um, events are still going, uh, even though um, Global Sources has uh, canceled their April event um, Prosper in LA oh sorry in Las Vegas is still on at the end of this month and of course in Australia retail Global is still uh, definitely on I've checked with the guys there they're still uh, making plans so if you don't have your tickets to retail Global yet on the Gold Coast in May, uh, you can grab them. We do have a discount code. WOA150 will save you 150 dollars off your ticket. So if you haven't got yours yet, I'll definitely be there. I think that, that should be a, a great event to meet other sellers. Uh, also, at the end of my chat with Jana, um, we do have a discount code <laughs> of her extremely reasonable prices for European translations. So enjoy my chat with Jana and have a great week. Hey, I'm here today with Jana Krakic from YLT Translations, and we've been trying to catch up for a few months, so it's been amazing to actually meet you in person, Jana, here at the Empowery Women's Conference, and so uh, it's a pleasure to actually do this interview face-to-face. Hey.
1: Hey, Regina. Thank you so much for having some uh, time uh, for to interview me. And I was so very looking forward to this when I saw you at the conference. I was like, didn't I contact you for, <laughs> for yes, a you podcast? Did. Yeah, so this is such a perfect timing. So it's definitely meant to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really, uh, this is gonna be my first podcast done face to face ever. Cause it's usually, you know, I sit at my home or in my office and we just talk and people are interrupting each other cause you don't know when you're gonna stop or say something else. So this is gonna be really cool.
0: Yeah, great well what you didn't see is me nodding profusely because that's exactly what happened so it's really nice so YLT translations so tell me a little bit about firstly your background and why you started this uh, particular service
1: Right, so I come from Serbia. It's a small Southeast Europe country. And uh, I am a translator myself. I got a bachelor's and master's in Scandinavian languages. And I also speak, um, totally I speak five languages. And languages has always been my passion. Uh, and I worked for a very big Denmark uh, company. It's like a very big e-commerce for eight years. I was a CEO at the end um, of my my trip in this company. Wow. And um, yeah, it's been like such an amazing experience because when I started, which is like a small startup, I was working um, as a call like call center representative. My name was Heidi Larson. It was a fake <laughs> name they gave me, and I was just happy, you know, because I was using language I learned at university for my work. So I was like, whoa, this is what I went to school for. I mean, you know, <laughs> I was happy at that point. I was 22, so it was all good. And then when I got promoted a couple of years later, I got my bat- my name back. So I was Yana again, and I was super happy. And I basically learned everything you could learn about e-commerce, uh, Amazon selling, uh, cross-border sal- sales, everything basically. And uh, I've always wanted to-, to work for myself to have my own company. So after eight years, it was a I'm actually a very big struggle for me to quit that job it was a highly paid job uh, but I was not actually I I was not happy with what I was doing I thought I could do so much more for me for myself and I just decided to quit my job but it took me four years to have the guts to quit my job
0: Wow okay so well congratulations for actually (laughs) taking the leap because it is a big leap for entrepreneurs to, to leave that especially very highly paid jobs to leave and jump out on their own so congratulations and when did you do this uh, this was almost three years ago, uh,
1: although it seems like this was, that was my other life. Um, this was definitely the best decision I've ever made in my life, um, of all decisions. And uh, But I, I was not the person who was like a risk taker, like go for it, like listen your guts, like I really uh, did not have the courage to do that. And it took me four years basically, I, all, all what I was doing there, I was going to my office and I would sit and like watch YouTube videos the whole day. And, Because I just didn't have any motivation um, to do anything. I knew if I didn't do like a task or perform something that day, my boss would be super angry with me. And I was just like doing it anyways, like watching YouTube, like knowing that I would gonna, you know, be like, what the hell are you doing? And I was just like, I simply did not care uh, at that point. But I was not brave enough to quit my job. Um, Also, because In Serbia, like people have like this mindset that basically when you start working in one company, you should work there until you're retired, especially if it's like a highly paid position. And uh, I was at that point working and living in Denmark, but all my friends and my parents, they were not supporting me, uh, the whole decision about like quitting my job and doing something for myself because they were like, well, are you sure? Do you 100% know that this is going to be better than your job here? I mean, some questions that I really
0: didn't, Of course you don't know you can only sort of like feel it in your gut and think well this is what i need to do so yeah so in that environment again kudos for for taking the leap so tell me how you got started and what what you did
1: so basically, I quit that job uh, three years ago, and I always wanted to combine like languages and e-commerce, something that I knew really um, so many things about, and something I was really passionate about. So I uh, started YLT Translations as an e-commerce translation agency first, and um, that went, I'll say, well, it was you know nothing too ambitious. It was like um, you know we got some ju- we got some work, but it was not smashing, it was not like crushing it. It was just like decent amount of work. And at that point there was like five of us and I was also doing some translation work. And then I'm like hmm, I'm going to niche down this e-commerce. And then they kind of niche down to the Northern Europe. And then things started like, you know, uh, work, working better for us. It was like much better. Um, uh, people were more interested because we niched down. So now we were like more specialized for the Northern European languages. And then I thought like, hey, well, like I know a lot about Amazon because the this previous company had like 100,000 products we were selling. Um, I was basically overlooking the whole accounts, all teams. I, I learned so much. And it was like 10 years ago. So they were like veterans when
0: selling on Amazon wow hang on 100,000 different SKUs on Amazon yeah that's amazing so you were in charge of of all of that
1: yeah I I wanted specifically to work on the Amazon project because I thought it was very very interesting Mm -hmm. Um, that e-commerce had 15 different international web shops and they were literally like eight figure sellers in each of that marketplace and they received also like a, a award for being like the, the mm-hmm. best uh, rising star e-commerce of the whole North America. Yeah. yeah it was I mean they started with like four or five of us we all had fake names worked as a yes. call center girls yes. and then at the end it was like a company which had like more than 300 employees in five different countries 15 online shops 100,000 products on Amazon it was absolute madness to be in charge of all of that So I basically went from like call center to all other, you know, departments because there were not any basically like departments divided and at the end I knew basically how to run the whole business. It was such an amazing experience. And at that point I was like, okay, well, I niche down to like Northern European languages What if I niche down to Amazon translations? Those are like a quite um, specific niche and I could train people, I could tell them what to do. I just need like really good native translators who know marketing or copywriting or something from that niche. And I started doing that. And you know, like this happened about like a year and a half ago. And at that point we were receiving about 10, 15 product listings every month. Now we do around 1,000. Wow! So, so yeah.
0: Well, congratulations. So the jumping uh, off the cliff uh, worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. Okay, so tell me, uh, as an Amazon seller, so I personally sell in um, US, UK, and then the four main European marketplaces. What is the advantage or the difference between, because I think when I first launched in those European marketplaces, Amazon, I think, just did the translations for me and they, you know they sell fine. Um, I did have a, a friend in France who was a native speaker who actually did my French translations for me but my other marketplaces ah, you know they're, they're just tick-tocking along. So why would I spend the money and employ a professional native speaking translator to do my listings for me?
1: This is a question I, I often get um, alongside with a, why shouldn't I use Google Translate, you know, yeah. it's like basically Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Exactly,
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do for my customer service. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, customer service is, you know, not that important in, in terms of keywords and stuff, yeah. so you can just get anybody to, to translate that. Yeah. But when it comes to product listings, like a lot of people are not aware of that, uh, the keywords are very specific for each marketplace, and then you will have to have keywords in your listings in order for people to find your product. And it doesn't really matter if it's like a US listing and you want to sell it in the UK or Germany or Japanese marketplace, all of these marketplaces, they also have to have the keyword uh, keywords researched um, the right way. So not all long-tail US combinations of keywords are going to be the same for the UK marketplace.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is you don't just as part of your service you're not just translating literally my listings you're actually doing a lot more work in the back end to make sure that the keywords uh, actually work in the specific marketplace is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct, and there is a big difference between translations for your website, translations for your, uh, like you said, customer service um, comments and uh, answer questions, and Amazon translations. Uh, Amazon translations are a completely different niche because uh, I'm sure a lot of you know that you have like, this Google al- algorithm and what SEO means for your website, well, you have also an Amazon algorithm, which is, is, is much simpler than Google's uh, algorithm, but you also have to know like how it works, um, you have to stay updated uh, it changes uh, you know now and then and then you know like when people are like my reviews are gone you know something uh, happened and uh, so you really have to know the length the, the length of the bullets um, the, that you cannot use brand names and stuff like that and that is something that regular translators don't know they know how to translate um, perfect like they, they can translate it perfectly to their language but they don't know any of the Amazon rules they don't know how to do the keyword research and I think that this is uh, very essential for the listings a lot of sellers like let's say a year ago they wanted to have Uh, just you know naturally translated text with just a few keywords but I think the keywords are more important than the text Um, the the listings and also your text on your website it's not like a literature text like they're not going to read a novel or something like metaphorically speaking (laughs) about a espresso glass right so they really want something that's going to make them uh, increase their profit increase their sales and if you don't use the keywords using some tools or like manual research um, if you don't use them in the listing if somebody types the, let's say, travel mug, like your, your product's not gonna show up. So it doesn't, really, uh, it doesn't really pay off in Amazon space that you have a really amazingly, beautifully written listing without any relevant keywords. And I think it's something that people should really pay attention to and never translate keywords that you have on one marketplace, just translate them as they are but with the help yeah,
0: of that, others. That, that's, an, that's a really good point. And you also, uh, in your talk at the conference the other day, talked about how different marketplaces react to um, to copy, for example, the difference you know, if in the U.S. and the U.K. and Australia as well. We try to use very emotive language when we're trying to sell our products. And uh, a point that you made that I hadn't even thought about is in Germany that, that doesn't work. Can you talk a little bit more about that now?
1: Yeah, I like to take uh, Germany as the, um, as the that's a key, key example of the changes in style because Germany is the biggest European marketplace and a lot of sellers from the US, UK, they want to expand to that marketplace first but something that they're missing is that their US listings, for instance they have like the sales pitch and bullets they, yeah. they make you like, uh, like they force you to buy the product they force you to be emotionally attached to the product and stuff like that well yes,
0: because that, that's what we're taught, that that's how we're used to, you know, it's connect, connect the story, make, make the customer love you and then they'll love your product so, so that's very much our way of thinking so how is it different in Germany
1: yeah well in Germany you can also have the uh, the storytelling and the A plus content but what's very important in the bull is that you don't force people to buy the product or not the way in the, uh, people are doing it on their US listings, in the US listings you'll have the sentences such as like buy this now or get it uh, now or uh, this is the best product you'll ever have like Germans don't don't want that they, they didn't want to hear this like uh, suggestive uh, sentences they will be the judge of your product and they will be the ones that are going to write that in a review what they want to know is like you know uh, so uh, th- this is something a lot of people have talked about and that is like um, how does your product or service solve uh, problems so they want to know what are the key features of the product how do you use it why should you use it and uh, what the ingredients materials and everything else so really clean and straightforward and very simple and then in a plus in the in the a plus content as a part of your brand or like storytelling you can go on more in depth about you know why this would be very good fit for your like baby or dog or something else but the bullets don't have this like emotional uh emotional weight when you when you read it it's really clean and simple and it's very practical like if i'm not gonna see in the bullets how I use this product very neutrally written, so not without um, uh, you trying me to sell this product right, very okay. easily. So what you're saying I'm is the
0: Germans they don't like the the sales pitchy.
1: No, they hate it. <laughs> they hate it, and it's not gonna be good. And this is absolutely something which is not in the German spirit. It's not uh, you're targeting you're completely wrongly targeting the audience. They're gonna skip it and go on to the next listing. They don't. It's very uh, important to understand how the German market works and who are their um, customers because if you just kind of translate the whole sales pitch like US sales pitch is not gonna do you any good so you will have to definitely localize it and I always emphasize that localization is very very important um, if you localize it correctly and you don't do like I don't know keywords and stuff maybe in that certain extent like as you should I think it's still going to be very likable to the German audience just because you put this extra effort uh, and like uh, you know wrote something that it's going to be uh, completely completely comprehensible to a a german person
0: right okay so well, well that makes sense so i've got to rethink my listings now because <laughs> that's something to, to be honest uh, you know never even thought about you know you think okay we'll make sure that the listing is correctly translated and that it makes sense that so there's nothing you know the wording is, is right but i hadn't even thought about the intent of the listing and how it needs to be different for every market so excellent point
1: I forgot uh, to name one very good example. Uh, I came across this um, espresso glass cup, and uh, the first bullet uh, for the US marketplace was sa- said, on the enigma. And then they go into this metaphorically thing, like um, uh, reminiscing uh, somebody's childhood with their grandma. So this is like first two bullets, right? And then after that, they made a sales pitch. Whereas the German listing, it says, thermo-isolated glass, like in the first bullet. Second bullet was uh, stylish and elegant, and the third bullet was it's not it's not gonna burn you on your fingers when yeah. like in your when yeah. you hold the cup. Yeah. That's it. That's so it. you can just feel how like with this amazing difference yeah. with the the approach to the audience, yeah. right? So you know it would just wouldn't work if you would have you know left the enigma and the metaphors and everything and just placed it for the German customer. Yeah.
0: Oh, excellent point and so um, your service you can do one listing or you do packages you do, you do like different languages like obviously I'll link to your website um, so people can come in, uh, and find you and, and find uh, uh, how best you, c- you can serve them is that right that would be the best thing to do
1: yeah uh, well we, we do uh, we actually we offer all international marketplaces so we cover all European marketplaces and the uh, newly, Amazon has started a launch of some categories for the Dutch marketplace. And I, I, we've had so many requests for that marketplace. So it might be a really good hit for 2020 uh, to start Yes,
0: selling. I've, I've just, just heard that they're about to start launching. I, I just, uh, my previous conversation was with Melanie from Avask. And so we're talking about European expansion. So it uh, behoves that, that you and I are, are, are talking about languages. It's, it's really important. So you offer the Dutch as well?
1: Yes, we offer Dutch. We offer all European marketplace. Places, including the Turkish marketplace, uh, which is basically super unpopular, but we had like maybe two requests for it. like. Everybody <laughs> was gonna mention it and just like throw it out there.
0: Okay, and and uh, Japanese as well.
1: Yeah, we do Japanese and we do uh, Mexican marketplace.
0: Oh, Mexican as well. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Mexican is very well,
1: interesting for the for the US sellers, of course.
0: Of so. course, of course. Um, anything I've forgotten to ask you.
1: Um, We do use only native translators, and we, uh, apart from doing the listing and product translations work, we also offer basically all kinds of other translations, like follow-up translations, packaging translations, ads translation. If you have trouble understanding what goes where on other languages you don't speak, we also do flat files, so we can just upload everything in your flat Excel file. You upload it to your account, and that's it. And also, we offer customer service, um, which is something really cool, because there's there's a flat fee for the customer service and you can send us as many questions and answers you get from your customers and you get it back in like five hours and the thing is that Amazon charges 600 bucks for one language and it's a very poorly um, machine translation but we do that like we offer four languages all four European languages for $600 as well and uh, don't use launchpad it's really bad um, you get it for free from Amazon and like, you know, if you have like free and Amazon in one sentence, usually something is not right and <laughs> it's not. Yeah.
0: Okay. Excellent. That's, uh, well, I think that's what I used when I... <laughs>
1: yeah, well a lot of people use it and yeah. it's, just, uh, it's just very bad. We get, um, we get, we get a lot of um, questions from sellers saying like, hey, I, I used uh, Launchpad, like could you double check my listings? Because we always do like the free audit of the listings and we just tell people, you know, this, is, this could be a improved. Or if your listing is amazing, we're like, just don't, don't touch it. You should not like edit your listings more than, you know, uh, I don't know, let's say once per six months, if you're just, you know, starting with your sales. And basically it's very important that, um, uh, that people just start, um, just you know just start uh, paying attention to what they're doing how they're presenting themselves and I think it's very easy to present yourself the right way and at the very start of the new international career you're making for this product and um, I think people should just go and maybe look for competitors of the German marketplace Spanish one um, a lot of times PPC is much cheaper than on your home marketplace so there are a lot of people that made fortune just going on international um, international waters yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so again, d- diversifying. Well, that's excellent. Thank you so much. And it's been a, a joy to meet you. And I uh, will have ways that people can contact you and your service uh, in the show notes for this episode. Thanks very much, Jana.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Jana. Just a, a little quick. Uh, bonus Uh, Jana has actually provided me with a discount code so if you go to her website and have a look at the services they offer the prices are actually extremely reasonable for what they offer um, however, you can get an additional 15% if you send a, a message to Jana via the Contact Us form and quote Regina15, they will offer you an additional 15%. Unfortunately, that code is not currently working. If you buy things directly off the website, you do have to fill in the Contact Us form to get your additional 15%. Uh, get your European listings if you have them already. Uh, get an audit uh, and see if you need to update your translations. So that's uh, Regina 15 on the contact us form. Enjoy. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and were able to pick up at least one nugget that you can put into action straight away. Please subscribe to and rate this podcast and remember to check out the website, womenonamazon.com to get all the information on today's guests as well as links and discount codes to any products or services mentioned. And remember, don't wait for perfect, get started now.